This is the truth of it. Fighting leads to killing. And killing gets to warring. And that was damn near the death of us all. Look at us now. Busted up and everyone talking about hard rain. But we've learned by the dust of them all, barter towns learned. Now when men get to fighting, it happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Hey everybody, here we are back again. We're going to do this a second time. This is actually take two on this. I had some, you know, stuff go down and the first episode, it, it, it's gone. It's, it's gone. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to blame anybody. Um, you know, I'm not going to take any blame. I'm just going to say it's gone and we're going to do this again, which is good because I noticed when I was done, the first one had drug a little bit. It was a bit slow at points. I talked, you know, more than I needed to. And I'm going to do this one a little bit faster. So on the flip side, if you notice that I'm talking quicker or, or giving less explanation in terms of the wins and losses, now you know why. Also, I'm trying this new thing, uh, this new setting on my on my audio interface, something that's been there for you know however long I've had it, a year, and that I've never tried. So if I sound differently, that's why. Hopefully it's a good different. Uh, today we're going to have just a Clash of the Titans, as always. This one is, uh, well, you're going to find out how close it was. I don't want to give anything away. So starting off in this corner, we've got our number two seed, hailing from the planet Krypton by way of Can uh, Metropolis, uh, by way of Kansas. I don't know. He's He's been a few places and, and, and lived in you know quite a few different states. So, you've probably figured out who I'm talking about. It's Superman, a.k.a. Clark Kent. And his opponent, in the opposite corner, the red corner, hailing from under the sea, eh? giving you, dropping some clues here, Hailing from under the sea, weighing in at probably around uh, two to three pounds, we've got Marlin from Finding Nemo. Uh, if I didn't mention it, I've already, if I did, I've already forgot it, but he's our number three seed. So tight clash here. Today, folks, going to be a real humdinger of a, of a bout. We're going to start, as usual, with whoever I wrote on the left side of the page's wins first. In this case, that was Clark Kent. So after that, we'll move on to Marlon's wins and then to losses. First up, we've got loyalty. Clark, a.k.a. Superman, super loyal to friends, family, to everyone under the sun. He's loyal to his enemies if he gets the chance. And loyalty is something to be admired, something to be uh, pushed if you can. If that's something that you could try to teach, then definitely teach loyalty because you know, we don't have a lot of it these days. And I don't mean like work, you know, like fuck work. I mean like your friends, like, uh, like I don't know, maybe just as I've got older. But 
loyalty seems to be something that you really prize more and more. So that's under the win column for sure, for certain. Next up, we've got trustworthy. Man, if Clark Kent tells you he's going to do something, shit's going to get done. Or, you know, it's there's life-threatening, earth-shaking, universe-shattering issues that have prevented him from doing it. Maybe he doesn't get it done, like, right away because he's got to go beat up Lex Luthor, but he gets it done. And if he says it, put it in the bank because it's going to happen. Next up, we've got, uh, he's a hero. Save the world, save the universe, save the galaxy, save time, save the dimension, save everything that uh, can be saved at least once in his however long career. I tried to do the math in the last episode, but I didn't get it right. And and then I didn't do it again, so I still don't know. But he's been around for a long time, and he saved everything he can save. And you got to give it up to him for his success rate. you got to put that in the win column for him, without a doubt. If he was, uh, I don't know, uh, trying to think of a hero that's just kind of a big fuck-up, but nothing's really coming to mind on that. Uh, And if it did, I'd hesitate to really throw somebody under the bus like that, but... Be that as it may, the man's a hero, and his completion rate for uh, you know, a better way of, or, or a different way of putting it is really, really high. Definitely enough to put him in the win column. Next up, uh, we've touched on this before. Uh, you know, this this goes only as far as you want it to go. He's a great husband, and I don't know if it was the last failed episode that I mentioned this in or another one, but. Your marriage doesn't have to work for you to be a great dad, but it helps to be a great husband and to do the things that a great husband does. Insert here. We're not going to get into that. But to show your son what a good mate is, to show your daughter what a good uh, mate or whatever, you know, I don't know. uh, I feel like we're talking cavemen, but, you know, to show them how they should be treated and how they should treat is huge. And that's the part of being a great husband because it means that you're doing those things right now so definitely something that you can uh, put in Clark's win column because him and Lois have been together for ages uh, you know barring some reboots that are best left forgotten and, and unsaid and even then I think they explained that the real Superman and Lois were still together so bravo on that great husband moving on for those of you that are fans of Superman, you're probably aware of the fact that his son, whose name I still have yet to remember or look up, I guess it's because I thought I was done. I didn't bother to really research again when I had uh, finished the last attempt at this episode. Be that as it may. His son is bisexual, and Superman ha- handled that pretty much perfectly. I mean, obviously, if you're... Uh, Christian of a particular persuasion, then you're going to handle it differently. But Superman, I think, uh, in terms of our current uh, ethics and morals as a, as a country, he handled it, you know, as best as he could. He was accepting. He's continued to be loving. He takes him for what he is and tells him that, you know, nothing he does in terms of his sexuality will change anything about how he feels. And that's, you know, regardless of what you think, what you feel, that's that's what you need to do as a base, you know, at bottom line. You need to tell them that you support their decision and that nothing's changed and that you still love them. And 
I think that he's definitely done that. Any further discourse on it has been in a book that I've yet to read or missed. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of comics and I don't read them all. But I did read enough to know that he handled it really well. And we're going to put that in the win. Next up, he's a great leader. He's led the Justice League. He's led this, that, and the other. I think I'm going off of that assumption. I didn't really look it up. But I feel like if you really get down and dirty, you're going to find that he led at least a couple other groups other than the Justice League. Maybe they were short-lived. Maybe, uh, you know, at least a form of Superman was in the Justice Society. So there's something there. But across the board, he is a great leader of man. And you got to put that in the win column. Because if you're a great leader of men, you're a great leader of your family and all that that entails. So win, another win in the column for Clark Kent. As you can tell, it's really racking up here. And originally I did spend quite a bit more time expounding on these, but they, they do speak it for themselves. So it's not necessary to go into great detail. Just uh, list another one here. What we've got some of these overlap in the two lines. So, okay. He adopted these two kids, and he, long story short, they're they're basically Kryptonian, they're superheroes, and he's raising them just like his own. He's, you know, taking them in to prevent them from being the villains that they could possibly and may one day still be, because you know how comic books are. But as of now, they remain children, and they remain in his care, and he he has definitely had a positive effect on them. And seems to be leading them, as you would expect, in the right direction. And the fact that he not only adopted, but adopted two kids and treats them, as, you know, no different from his own uh, blood son, his OG son, you have to you have to applaud that. You have to really give him props for that. And unless and until they get older, they're probably going to remain, you know, on the side of the angels due to his direct influence and really almost solely his influence. I mean, other people will have, a, you know, an effect here, an effect there, but it's Superman that you can thank if those kids turn out not to be serial killers. Moving on, uh, we got uh, two more here. So uh, next to last, Superman's about the most forgiving person you're ever going to meet. He's, he's as forgiving as Jesus Christ. He will forgive everybody, even his enemies. There's a storyline that may still be going on where Lex Luthor's trying to at least pretend to turn over a new leaf, and Superman's doing his best to forgive him and give him a chance. That's Lex Luthor, everybody, the one that, you know, has battled and hated Superman for decades. So if he can do that, then I don't know. You can't think of anyone else that he would, you know, fail to forgive or at least try to. Anyone that has a brain to accept the forgiveness he's going to try to give. So that's huge, you know, when it comes to Inevitably, our kid's doing something that we dislike uh, or hate even, as will you know, almost always happen. You're going to have to be ready and willing to forgive them and to let them know that you continue to love them. And Superman is always ready, to for, even eager to forgive. Last but uh, not least, we come up on his nearly perfect set of ethics and his... Uh, unstainable morality these two things will change depending on the beliefs and opinions of the of the time that they're in but as is always the case superman remains the best of us 
and his ethics and morality are unquestionable. He's always going to do the right thing. doesn't even matter who's watching or who remembers or, or if anybody is ever even aware that it happened. He's going to do the right thing because that's what he wants to do. And you got to give it to him. you got to put that in the win column. So he really racked up a lot of wins here. It's going to be hard for Marlon to come and, uh, and take this win. But we're going to move on to Marlon's wins and see what he can bring to the table. He is a determined little clownfish. That is for sure and for certain. He went through quite a bit in order to get his son back where most of us would have just given up even after getting the address uh, where they had taken him. You know, we're we, being fish. We would more than likely have you know said, well, I hate that I have this information that does me no good, but there's nothing I can do to get my son because I'm a fish. But Marlon, you know, he, he did not accept that. And he pushed through and he got his son back. So that is always going to be a win. That determine that determination that, uh, you know, stand, lets nothing stand before it. You really got to give him that. You really cannot take away a win when it comes to that part of his nature. So putting that one in the column for him. Moving on, he, this is something that he, you know, kind of like a lesson that he learned over the course of the movie. So this isn't something you're going to be able to give him um, on a timeline type of thing, but over the course of his life, and I would assume now that, uh, you know, time has passed, Marlon has shown that he's open to change. He was, you know, he was one way, then he was, you know, became another way due to tragedy, but he showed that he can uh, look at things with an open mind and see that what he's doing isn't working and and the, his life could be better in some way and he was willing to make the the changes to to bring that about and you got to really applaud the ability to uh, you know move with the wind and and flow like water as Bruce Lee said because if you can't adjust to a tragedy or or adversity because we're all going to fail and you know if you can't change with the best of them like the weather <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that, but it was funny to me for some reason. You are, you know, you're doomed to fail, a complete failure many times, because if you can't change, then you're never going to turn that failure into success. It's just going to sit there. And Marlon has that ability, and uh, maybe he always had it, but he definitely has it now, and that's, that's another point in his win column. Moving on to his third win, Marlon is certainly a protector, he tried to protect his wife and kids, failed miserably, just almost 100%, like a 99% fail. But he had that in him, and that continued on with Nemo. He was overly protective, and he ended up pushing him away, which we will get back to later on. But facts rem fact remains that his protective nature was always uh, present and, and never far from the surface, and you really got to give that to him as a win because dad's one of their one of their roles is always going to be as a protector you know maybe mom's a protector too but that makes dad no less of one and nemo i'm sorry uh, marlin certainly was that so ring a ding ding in the win column moving on to his next win is we got to account for marlin's bravery he really did uh more and more as as the movies went on really was able to face fears that he never would have 
uh, earlier been able to face and overcome. And it goes back to his, uh, you know, ability to uh, improvise, adapt, and overcome. But a driving factor in his ability to overcome is his bravery to face uh, virtually any and all tasks, any and all uh, obstacles in his in his uh, in his way. And as you may uh, have guessed, that's going to be a win in his favor. It's going to be a point on the column tree. I think I just made that up, but it's cool. No one's going to care. I'm, I feel like sneeze is coming on. Uh, if, if it is, I don't think you're ever going to hear it because that's kind of loud. I'll definitely have to edit that out. But uh, if my voice ends up changing, it's because my nose is trying to uh, kill the recording. But moving on, uh, bravery, another point in his favor. And last but not least, we have resilience. This, once again, uh, you know, kind of ties into his... Uh, openness to change, uh, to be resilient is to be open to change, to be resilient is to be able to overcome failure, to be able to overcome obstacles, and just like the bravery, he needed that resilient nature to get Nemo back, the movie was an hour and a half long or whatever, there were multiple times where he could have given up, he could have, you know, lost his way and, and just given up all hope, but he kept going. He had that nature that will push you through failure into success. And you got to give it to him. You got to give him that win. And that unfortunately is the last of Marlon's wins. We do subtract the losses. So it's entirely possible that Clark has just a large number of losses coming. You can bet money on that if you choose to get those bets in quick with whoever you choose to to use but uh, you know anything is possible so moving back to Clark we're going to come to his first loss the man's living a lie I mean how do you preach honesty when you tell the world that you're Clark Kent and you're really Superman that's a huge deal when you're you know your kid lies about where he went last night you can't be like well, you need to tell the truth son because the truth is important you know well you need to tell the world you're Superman dad instead of lying to everybody so that's a huge loss yeah, you know, as I said, some if these held weight as opposed to just a numerical value, then things could be a bit different in terms of who's going to come out the winner here. But with this one, it just goes down once uh, as living a lie, uh, however huge that might be. So we come to his next loss. Uh, Clark Kent slash Superman is always in danger. He's always doing something that's going to bring uh, some sort of danger to those around him. And to the world around him in general. And you have to hold that against him in terms of this, uh, you know, win-loss system. Because it's never a good thing if your dad is constantly, you know, ha bringing you into this, you know, his sphere of, uh, of excitement and danger. He's always got somebody that wants him dead, which is why he has to live that lie if you want to get back into that. Well, with that being said, though, if you're near him, you are almost next to a magnet for danger and trouble and that's always going to be a big deal and a big negative so that's uh, another one in the lost column for Clark and unfortunately uh, last on if you were pulling for Marlin anyway last in the lost column Clark can't catch a huge shadow that's a you know I thought about this and it's kind of a big deal if your dad is Superman what are you ever going to do to stand out from that? You're, you're 
just going to have to basically come to terms with the fact that you will never be the man your father was. And you'll just have to be as good as you can be and, and be happy with that. Because it doesn't matter how long the Superboy is around. He's never going to be, you know, the hero that his dad was. I just, you know, pretty certain that as long as there's paper and, and digital comics, that there's going to be a Superman being published somewhere, being, you know, sold and pushed to the masses. And that being the case, there, the son will always just be Superboy. Man, I wish I could have remembered his name. I want to say Connor or Connell, but really think that's the clone. I just cannot remember it. Anyways, that huge shadow is inadvertently going to be a loss in the column for Clark Kent because the dude, really to no fault of his own, that's something that his son will always have to deal with and that may one day cause you know intense insecurity. Now we're going to shift back over here to Marlon's losses and as you may have, you may have done the math already, but any loss is pretty much going to be a killer here. And starting off, we have uh, his first loss. Marlon failed to protect his family. He had, you know, we'll say very little chance. I'll give him that. But even with that uh, being given to him, there was still a chance to uh, to save his family. It was his choice to put them in danger where they where they were. You know, you got to blame that on him, if nothing else. So a loss there is unavoidable. He failed to protect all of those kids, and he failed to protect his wife. And he nearly failed to protect his son. So huge loss in, the, in that column there for Marlon. Sorry, big guy. But uh, you didn't protect uh, hundreds of kids. They were just slaughtered. You just total failure other than Nemo. Second up in the loss column, he's obviously overprotective, very smothering. His nature, his smothering nature is the reason that Nemo rebels, ends up getting caught and taken away. That is entirely on the little bony fish shoulders of Marlin. You can't blame that really on anybody else. Uh, kids will be kids, and Marlin's overprotective nature just, you know, kind of uh, really uh, reinforced that rebellious nature in Nemo. So unavoidable loss in the column there for Marlin. Number three, there, this is a smallish part of the of the movie, but he, there's a point where he denigrates his son's swimming abilities that, you know, pretends that's why he's protecting him. But really, you never want to do that. Uh, maybe your son can't sing. Maybe your son can't uh, swim uh, like as good as you think he should. Or daughter, I, I say son a lot because we're, we're talking about Nemo. So that, you know, being the case, say those things are how, uh, you know, those things are issues that your kid is dealing with. You never make negative of those things. You always make light of them. You always, you know, look at the best side of that. Your son's not a singer, but he loves singing. Give him singing lessons. Your son's, you know, not as good a swimmer as you think he should be. Well, if maybe, you know, hold off on the insults and the, and the complaints, but give him, you know, swimming lessons or something. Give him some kind of encouragement or help that could make that better on him and, and more to your standard. But never, never denigrate them. Never, you know, insult them about anything. That's just not what you do with your kids. You want them to think that they are the most beautiful, smart, uh, strongest people in the world, uh, even if they're not. 
uh, because they can be if they try. So moving on to our next loss, uh, in his normal life, uh, Marlon was lazy. Uh, I hesitated there for a second because I, I want to clarify that, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, it's weighted. He, he's not, like his laziness doesn't factor in hugely to the movie, but he does show it when he says that he just wants to name all of the kids Nemo and, or half the kids Nemo and half the kids Pearl or something like that. And the uh, laziness there is as obvious, excuse me, obviously going to be spread out into other uh, forms uh, or, or other uh, facets rather of his life that maybe I'm missing here by not having freshly watched the movie. Or maybe I'm just ext extrapolating from this one scene, but laziness is never something to be admired. It's always something to be avoided. And you got to put that in his loss column. Uh, next up, we got two more. And I've kind of touched on this already, so I don't need to spend too much time on it. But it was Marlon's smothering nature that ends up getting Nemo captured. That is uh, entirely on him. It, you know, his loss is the driving force of the movie. And you can't avoid you know, noting that when you're listing them. So we're going to go ahead and, and double down on that one, I guess, since we've kind of sort of touched on it in, in previous um, uh, previous uh, losses. But these are all, you know, uh, kind of interconnected, interweaved to a certain degree. Uh, so smothering nature, um, causing his son's capture. So he, I mean, think about all the PTSD that Nemo is dealing with after that uh, that uh, experience. That's all because of his dad. That's all because of Marlon. Moving on to his last loss, anyone doing the math here knows that things have, um, you know, gone poorly for Marlon at this point. He is eliminated. But we're going to go ahead and finish up here. Uh, he actually have two more losses, so we'll just say them both really, you know, pretty quickly. He's a bad friend. He shows that to Dory multiple times, where he you know, chooses to leave her on her own. Uh, not uh, not care as much about you know what's going on with her as, as much as what's going on with, with himself, which is to a certain degree forgivable, but also shows you know a lack of, of of friendship, a lack of being a good friend. This is you know because she was helping him when she didn't have to, and it, eventually she does end up getting something out of it. But that's not why she started. And really, she, that comparison is there to show you how much better a friend she is than him. And you can't fail to put that down as a loss. Lastly, he's a bad communicator. Uh, if he had really bothered to explain to Nemo his, about his overbearing nature and why he was so smothering, it wouldn't have been as bad. It's it's different to be forced to live like that if you know why it's happening. Maybe it, you know things end up somewhat similar in the end, but at least Nemo would have that ability to make a choice based on full information as opposed to just, I'm not allowed to do these things because my dad said so. And that is always going to be a loss. If you can't communicate with your family, you're not doing your job as a dad and you're going to lose there 10 times out of 10. So without doing the math, everybody can you know tell at this point that our winner for today, as some of you may have expected, some of you may not, some of you may be happy with this. If you're not, let me know. You know, send uh, comments wherever comments are sendable. I'm on so many social medias. 
So just hit me up there wherever you happen to spend the most time. And let me know who you think should have won because today, moving on, is going to be Clark Kent Superman. hard I think to uh, you know top this guy he is uh, you know the world's number one hero he's been around for a long time be around for a long time to come and he always saves the day so inevitably he's going to be father of the day father of the week father of the year many many times over that's gonna be a hard man to beat in this tournament so that's gonna wrap us up today I think I did things a little bit quicker here if not once again, let me know, you know, is this going on too long? Is this not going on long enough? I'm willing and open to suggestion and change if you feel willing and open to give it. Until next time, though, that's going to do us here at Your Two Dads. So we uh, bid you fair listener adieu. We'll check you later. Party on and be excellent to each other. Sometimes. It's more like surfing than skating. I wish the rain would stop just once. It can't rain all the time. <laughs>